Hey guys, welcome to Science.com, a podcast on science. Today, let us talk about the universe in a short mode. The universe is a vast expanse of matter and dark matter, which is too large to imagine. Yet all of these have governed by a few set of laws which can never be violated. These laws exist in the universe and that is why it behaves like it does. And for all those multiverse theories, the same applies. But it only thing is that the laws or the combination of the laws might be a bit different. These laws of physics, going from Newton's theory of gravity to Einstein's theory of special and general relativity, define our universe and its current and past and hopefully its future states. However, there are some things which these so-called universal laws cannot define. Black holes, dark matter being the most prominent among them. In a black hole, at the singularity, which is a point which has infinite mass, the current laws of physics break down. The universe is expanding, but nothing can seem to explain it other than dark matter. But we are yet to discover it or prove experimentally it even exists. All these loopholes in physics are things which encourage us to strive to discover these hidden facts and therefore unravel the mysteries of the universe. Thank you for listening and I would like to conclude with my motto, never stop learning, never stop exploring. Thank you. Hello everyone, welcome to Science.com, a podcast on science. Today, in this episode, or in this segment rather, we will be talking about black holes, its singularities, the very famous Einstein's equation, E equal to mc square, and many more. Black holes are a fascinating phenomena. The fact that there are points in space where even light cannot escape the object and reach us is mind-blowing. Black holes are objects, for a lack of better term, in space where its force of gravity is so strong that even light cannot escape. Some may argue that how is light being affected by gravity at all? Isn't light which is made up of photons which are massless and therefore isn't it massless? That is partially true. If we take the particle theory of light which says that light is made of so-called packets of energy that is photons, they are inherently massless. But with our famous friend Albert Einstein giving us the all-famous rock star equation E equals mc square which in itself is partially true I'll explain in a bit we see that energy does not does have sorry does have a inherent property of mass mass can be converted into energy like in nuclear reactors bombs if you want to go down the evil side and many more and also vice versa which is this case. So therefore, light too is affected by the immense strength of gravity that it cannot escape. Singularity is a point in the black hole where in the smallest of space possible there is an infinite mass, more specifically infinite density. Since the volume occupied by the given mass tends towards zero. Scientists are baffled as to how this is possible. At the singularity, all our concepts of space-time, laws of physics break down.
meaning they are not applicable. In technical terms, there is an infinite curvature to space-time around the singularity. Space-time is a concept where space and time are treated like a plane and space and time are both affected or affected even if any one of those two is disturbed. Scientists believe they can harvest this idea to convert or to create wormholes in space using which they can carry out intergalactic space travel that too but that is a discussion for another time. Earlier I talked about how Einstein's famous E is equal to mc square is partially true. It is not that it is partially true but more like it is incomplete. The actual equation is E squared equals mc squared the whole squared plus p times c the whole squared where e represents the energy stored by a given mass m represents the mass of the particle or substance or whatever c represents the space of a speed of light and p represents the momentum of that particle or substance as you see this equation bears very much re resemblance to the very famous Pythagoras theorem where it states that the sum of the squares of the two adjacent sides is equal to the square of the hypotenuse. If we were to visualize the Einstein equation as a right angle triangle to which the Pythagoras theorem is applied then E here represents the hypotenuse, the mc squared and p times c terms are the adjacent sides. Now how did this term p times c get added to the equation? Well it is not that it was added but it was present from the beginning. The fact is that in everyday world the effect of p times c that term is negligible hence it doesn't appear. But why is this term important? Well the fact that I said about the photon having mass through the equation is slightly untrue. What it does have is momentum. We all know that photons travel at 3 followed by 8 zeros meter per second which is like the intergalactic speed limit that we have in this universe and which Einstein has proved that is the fastest anything can travel. It has been conclusively proved that photons do have momentum. As you know, a lot of weird things do happen as we reach the speed of light, things like time dilation, where time goes slower, etc. At this point, the mass term becomes redundant, but in the real world, one cannot really go at the speed of light. Therefore, we do not acquire the required momentum to release energy. Therefore, the p times c term is negligible and hence disregarded. Some may argue as to how the term c, that is the speed of light, can be added. I mean, in this case multiplied. We are definitely not going at the speed of light or anywhere near it. Well, this equation is simply a measure of how much energy is internally stored in a given mass. Let's say just a kilogram can provide 9 times 10 to the power 16 joules of energy. That is 9 followed by 16 zeros which is unimaginable but I believe scientists have already imagined how it would look they have predicted some things which have uh, 
temperatures at the range of 10 to the power 49 kelvin or something like that so you know the the, the universe is a strange place so this if was possible would be a very good solution to the energy crisis but we are overlooking one fact the capabilities we have in order to convert 1 kilogram of a substance into usable energy is so poor that it is not worth trying the process is so inefficient that one hardly notices the mass that mass has been converted to energy at all when wood burns we see its ashes after it burns the weight of the wood before and after burning are almost the same except for a thousandth of a thousandth of a thousandth of a thousand you know where i am going of a kg that is hardly detectable so unless we find a way to utilize it this wonderful tool and therefore using which we can create a utopian society so called utopian society we better huddle up and start conserving our resources so on that note i would like to conclude never stop learning never stop exploring thank you hey guys welcome to science com uh, science podcast so this is little bit of a filler in our previous episode black hole singularity etc i have told you how photons even though massless carry momentum i won't go into the details of it into the highly detailed part of it i just want to give you an example for it when photons hit the surface of the metal of any metal for that matter if they are of right frequency that is the photon hitting it has the right frequency which is number of oscillations per second they just eject electrons out of the surface electrons can gain velocity only if it is imparted on them by an object which only if it has momentum so through these deductions we conclude that photons do have mon- momentum this all has been explained in the theory given to explain the so called photoelectric effect which was proposed by our good old friend albert einstein fun fact albert einstein was awarded the nobel prize for physics for his explanation of the photoelectric effect not for his theory of special and general relativity so this goes to show how mind blowing and difficult it was to understand the full extent of what einstein theorized in his theories of relativity with the discovery of gravitational waves which were predicted by einstein in his theory over 100 years ago it is a testament to the genius mind that he was so this was just a small filler we uh, using to explain how photons do have momentum so i would like to conclude this podcast now stop learning now stop exploring thank you hey guys welcome to sciencecom a podcast on science and to our episode our universe where we talk about major things that happen in our universe and also how we humans interpret it using various experiments in today's segment i would like to talk about something that is quite oftenly cited while explaining things about quantum mechanics and that is the very famous schrodinger's cat schrodinger's cat is a very famous thought experiment which is used as an analogy meaning something that can be compared to while explaining things such as supersymmetry and others other topics in the realm of quantum mechanics 
So let us deconstruct this experiment to understand it in its entirety. This is all hypothetical, okay? This is all imagining. Okay, so let's get to it. Imagine a cat inside a closed box, okay? The box is closed. And inside the same box is a toxin, i.e. a poison, okay? The poison, if it is released, will definitely kill the cat. There's no two ways around that, okay? So the observer is unsure about when the poison will be released that is we as observers will not know when the poison will be released the question then is in what state the cat is at present in other words simply put is the cat dead or alive at this particular moment hopefully you guys have understood what I have just said and concluding that you might have understood it We'll break this down. If not, rehear this so you can get a full sense of what I am talking about exactly. Okay, so let's break it down. From the start, we know that there can only be two outcomes. Okay, one is that the gas has not been released when we open the box and the cat is alive. The other outcome is that the gas had been released when we open the box and the cat for sure is dead. But the question now is not when the box is opened, alright, of course when the box is opened, we know for sure what the outcome is, but the question is when the lid is closed, when the box is sealed, what is the cat situation or what is the cat situation, whether it is dead or is it alive. And this is what quantum mechanics says, we say that the cat or our perception of the cat is alternating between it being alive and it being dead we cannot say for sure what exactly it is at this particular moment we say that the cat is both alive and dead at the same time and we will know for sure only when we open the box and look the idea that the cat can be alive and dead at the same time seems ridiculous and it is ridiculous okay but that is in the macro meaning the very very large scale in the microscopic or the better term quantum level particles do behave in this particular way the particles are said to be here comes a technical term superposition of two states okay that is they can either be in one state or the other depending upon what the current situation is and unless we see in inverted commas see in what state they are they remain to be in the combination of certain states okay so just as we need to open the box to know what state here the cat is here referring to whether the cat is dead or alive we need to use energy okay yes we need to use energy to see again in inverted comma in what state the particle is and when we see meaning when we use energy or we supply energy to see the superposition that is the particle existing in various states collapses okay that's again a technical term meaning it goes into one or two or multiple states for sure okay let me break it down imagine that there's a particle which is in superposition of two states here 
we can give an analogy to this cat mean the cat is both dead and alive and when we open the box to see in what state it is we are using energy same way we are using energy to see in what quantum state it is at that moment and when energy is supplied this quantum state will exist only in one or the other position or quantum state meaning this combination or this mixture of states which it used to be now collapses or becomes only one state hopefully you guys have understood what i have just said simply put is if we use energy and we observe the particle the quantum particle it will be for sure in one state or the other but in all other times when we do not use energy to see the particle it will exist in a superposition of two or more states meaning it will be in a mixture form okay the constituent particles are not separated they are all mixed up so hopefully and this is what schrodinger cat experiment wants to highlight okay the world of quantum mechanics it is a very strange realm but that is the beauty of quantum mechanics and that makes quantum mechanics a truly interesting and very much mind boggling area of study with that i would like to conclude the segment Ho- hopefully you guys have enjoyed this so i would like to conclude once again with my motto never stop learning never stop exploring thank you